call to John. Hey, it's me, Mike. Call Mike to one. John now. Mike one. Mike one. I'm Mike two. Call to John. Call to John now. Sarah. I can't do it. I can't do anything. This is. Number it's me, episode. Arnold. Arnold. It's me, Arnold. Arnold. Arnold, Arnold Braunschweiger. It's Arnold Braunschweiger. Braunschweiger. Yeah. Well, it's March. To this, it's March first. March. Yeah. It's March. Yeah. March, March, March first. It's, it's March. Really warmer. I hate the world. And Jacob, how are you? Are today? we starting already? Yes. We always start these so well. Just right into it. Yeah, yeah because right into it. <laughs> we didn't do one last week. Well, hello everybody. Um, where were you these past fifteen days? Um, where were you in fifty-two? Yeah, uh, I hope you guys had a good. If, if you watched, uh, was that? If you watched American Graffiti, never watched it by Have George you seen it? Lucas. No, I've never seen it. I should see it. I know that American Graffiti two made, made uh, two cents. American Graffiti two made two cents, literally, according to George, George okay, Lucas. Okay, so we have some product. No, uh, I hope you guys were good these past uh, fourteen days. I hope you were good because I feel like we never really address. Uh, the time frames. We're always just like, uh, you know, just, okay, just well, pop in. So let's, <laughs> let's just say, I hope everyone had a good time these last two weeks. Uh, and that's about it. We addressed the time. All right, next. What? Are you serious? Well, what, yeah, what else is to address? <laughs> it's March. February's over. Yeah. The whole week of February that we weren't on was systematic and Wait, uh, week, two weeks. I think we're two weeks. Well, yeah, two weeks yeah. that we were on was systematic and quite, uh, you know. Nothing worth talking no, about. No, it was just um, a business but you, but as usual. But we all know the, the news that happened, and we all know all these things that... that, that uh, <laughs> you mean you're talking talk. about real news? Yeah, but we don't have to talk about that. We don't really no. have to address these we're, things we're because show. we're not a news show. No. Um, and I'm chewing gum. That's really good. It's Orbit. Nice. I bet they have those Wrigley's Orbit. Ah, get into the freshness. So fresh. Hmm. So what's going on? What's happening today? I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing here. What? Do you? I do. Good. I have something to say. You will then say those things. All right. Well, I've been playing uh, Legend of Zelda. Okay. The Ocarina of Time. Ocarina yes. of Time. And I've mentioned this on Facebook when I okay. had a Facebook account, <laughs> which I still do. Um, so I got this 3DS for my birthday last year. And uh, for Christmas, I got a 3DS Zelda game. Mm. Ocarina of Time. I never played a Zelda game before. I mean, we have. We started playing Wind Waker. Yeah. Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker. Yeah, we did. We didn't get very far. No. Um, it's funny because it's been a year already. Uh, it's been since February okay. 2014. <laughs> we still didn't... We don't have a right episode. We have it all... Like We have like seven episodes, and all of them are like an hour long almost. But we have them hidden because we don't really want to upload those yet because we don't have the right... The right that that For the perfect right episode. We don't have that perfect episode no. that we like so much that we think people would gravitate to. But, but I think we got we got closer. I mean, if you compare the first one to the last one, the first one's pretty bad. I was thinking of there's something just, there's um, something there. Maybe. But I was thinking of um just redoing the first one. I don't remember the first one. See, that's why it's so boring. But if we sure, re- I mean, we can do it again. If we re- just redo it, just like, <laughs> do you remember Wind Waker? But then it was like this. I remember Wind Waker. The first one's so good, and the second one, oh, not very good. Whatever. It's the it's the Who way cares? life is, you Who know. Cares? I mean, you just or can't. no, how about we just release starting with the seventh one? Forget the whole beginning. <laughs> if it's that good, you know. If it's that, that good. good, yeah. Uh huh. Um. 
I have a few things to maybe okay. Well, there's the Zelda thing. So I got the original like Ocarina of Time 3D 3DS remake on the mm-hmm. 3DS that I have for free because it was a gift. It was awesome. It was a gift. And um, as we stated, I haven't played a Zelda game all the way through, and this time I'll try it because I got this for free. I mean, <laughs> that sounds so stupid. Like, I got I, this as a gift, yeah. and it would be rude not to finish playing this game. So I'm dedicatedly trying to finish Ocarina of Time. Um, I just got past the Water Temple, which is one of the later uh, levels in the game, and I've been enjoying it quite well. Uh, this is coming from someone who's know, who knows a lot about the Zelda games, knows a lot about the stories behind them, but doesn't know anything about the intricate start-to-finish you know, uh, gameplay experience. Because I've never ever played it before. I've played uh, so what would you say? Link's Awakening. We have Link's in it. We- we have Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, Boy. which I had. We never finished that either. No, because I didn't know how to. Without a manual, I didn't know how to get past uh, that raccoon. Oh, in the old forest. So what would you say? Dunch, dun, dunch, dunch, dunch. So far, the experience, uh, single player, by yourself, mm-hmm. having to accomplish all these tasks. Um, how would you say is the game is the game balanced in terms of uh, uh, how it's uh, laid out in terms of the um, the story and the missions? Yeah, and that stuff. Um, it requires dedication. I think that's the big thing. You need focus and dedication to play these games. And for me, the focus comes from the fact that I got it as a Christmas present, but I also because it's on an official format as well right you know what I mean like I have it on a 3DS it's not a ROM or something like that no and it's not like yeah or like you can play online these old games as well yeah. and stuff like that and I gives it just takes away from something like that or it's not like an old Ocarina of Time N64 game and I just happen to have an N64 which I do but you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like it, just it, popping it feels, in the old game, it feels like I wouldn't be able to play. I wouldn't be able to focus on it. It feels like it's something enhanced. It's more solid. Yeah, and it feels like okay, now play it again. Yeah, Nintendo's going play it again, and uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm just going through it, steaming through and experiencing Zelda, the 3D, era. Is the story good? The story is very linear. It's really? very hero's journey. Okay. The archetype that we all know and love. Well, I don't know about love, but we all know. We're all very familiar with. But the story is basically you go from one temple to another. Really? And the temple is a dungeon. So you just so the whole game is dungeon. And it's it's like Tomb Raider, puzzle solving and it just should be called the Legend of Zelda, Zelda. Dungeon Master. Mm-hmm. Dungeon Dungeon Traveler. Master. Hmm? Dungeon Traveler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, no, but aren't there a lot of those little missions where you have to go and? Uh, like my chicken's lost. Help yeah, me find there's my lots chicken. of side I'll missions. Give you, three rupees you can skip if you find that. Chicken. Yeah, you can skip those, but I don't want. But I don't want to skip them. Yeah, because you get some handy items that will help you later on. Yeah, and those are fun, but they're not fun. I hated the fetch quest that I had to do to yeah. get this giant Goron sword. It's bad. I had to go from fetch one place quest. to another. That's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah, um, and there's other mini games, and I think that enriches the world. And I think Zelda is this very fundamental uh, game. Uh, in terms of its formula when it comes to you know like you think of adventure games with rpg elements in there you think zelda right because it's like that prime centerpiece the one that hope binds the galaxy together mm-hmm. great scott <laughs> you saying we build a time machine ah, okay right on the tick right on sorry I, I just said every episode we have to have a back to the future reference oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> probably already broke that a few times but yeah, um, 
I've been playing that, and uh, so far, so good. I mean, I just... The thing is, I'm not very good at focusing on these video games because I feel like there needs to be more. And I've been told about this Ocarina of Time, you know, five stars. Mm -hmm. Famitsu gave it perfect score. First time ever, this prestigious video game uh, reviewing magazine. Yeah, it's well-known. What? The is well known. Yeah, but then they give MGS4 five stars, and it's like, perfect score? Those, aren't, those, aren't those the only two games that were given perfect scores? No, there's tons of them. Oh. Black and White got perfect. Pokemon Black and so, White. So, yeah, so now it's just pretty yeah, much... Yeah, who cares? It's the five-star rating or whatever it's it is. It's gone down. Perfect who cares? Score so there devalued. you go. There you go. So it's like, I'm playing Zelda, and I'm always thinking from the back of my head, this is this ultimate game, right? Immersive beyond any recollection of... Because Zelda fans are very vocal Maybe. and very protective of this uh, this franchise. Well, I know, yeah. That's, that's this, I don't right. like saying franchise. Can we talk about how I don't like series? saying franchise? I like saying series or storylines or anything else because franchise sounds like franchise McDonald's. sounds like McDonald's like french fries <laughs> and I hate it because wait, 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 wait. people abuse that word okay, wait, wait, so, wait, so often so you think for you because it sounds like french fries yeah and not because it's a connotation to kind of like a chain restaurant that too like that. so both french fries both. and for me there's no french fries it's just franchise franchise is you know I think of I think of the Walmart franchise I think of french fries being uh, boiled in oil <laughs> Yeah, okay. Franchise. That's, that's yeah, that's their special French fries. And I way. really I just I don't like it. You don't like it. I just don't like it, man. Okay, I, well, I don't, it's fine. I don't, you don't have to like it. Uh it's cheapening it's there's... cheapening the integrity of every story you place it on. Like they say the alien franchise yeah, is so what? It seems like it's the... a series. That sounds like something stable. It sounds like you're looking at a statue and saying, A series. Yeah. It seems it's, like some it's of like these something inedible. Have... Franchise is like a McDonald's happy be- happy meal, mm-hmm. happy meal meal, a McDonald's happy meal, happy Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Jessica Biel's son. Yeah, Batmo. Batmo. That's man. Why she? Why didn't she name her son Batmo? <laughs> <That's> be, <laughs> be so good. Who cares? Yeah. Okay, go on. Um, you know, it seems like some of these words have really entered into the modern vernacular, like epic, epic, lore, epic franchise, franchise. We have to, Especially when talking well, about that, in that case, like a lot of the lore of this epic franchise, yes, is uh, yeah, lore. But th- these are very new. I, really I mean, don't if like you go lore. back five years, I think lore would have generally been used uh, in. I don't even know. Is lore used in storytelling concepts or con- uh, lore is context in, or is it a historical context? Lore, the story. Yeah, it's kind lore of lore is like legendary story. The Lord of the Land, or the so you could then technically say for Lord of the Rings, like, the Lord. Well, there was Lord a lot of, the of there was a lot of that would be fine. People and the, the characters say lore, like but what characters? Like Gandalf tells the Council of Elrond, you know, Saruman has learned of the lore of the Rings. Okay, and it's the lore, like all these old texts and stories. I think that of that's where Rings. I think it sounds strange. That using is it today. the lore. And, and not saying the lore of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, because it seems like, it's like today, it's, you know, it's 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 kind of uh, you know the, the Zelda lore is different, and it's like, Philip, what's the lore of? It's just no. What's the lore of your new story? Uh, that's gonna happen. I it's know. gonna happen. Uh, no, I think to me it seems more pro- appropriate to say something like backstory, because that's fairly casual. Yes, and it's not. There's no connotation of kind of you know, this grandeur of yeah. storytelling. It's more just the, like the backstory. Lore. Like, what's his backstory? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what's the story behind this? Um, so I would always series. reserve that kind of word to refer to things that you actually believe I mean, have, epic. Some kind of, epic. have some kind of cultural uh, relevance. Yeah. Or, for example, epic. Uh, I like. I could say the lore of Batman, 
but the only reason I'm saying that is to emphasize the fact that it had a cultural significance in modern society. Yeah. See that that's you have to be careful. I think you have to put these words in the yeah. correct context and not like. But people well, are saying now well, they're like well, we're the developing this new is, game. It's got this new lore we're building. Yeah. <laughs> or for example, epic um, that has turned into meaning grand or big, even though Under, the well, the definition is long, like yes. long poetry. Yeah. Like the epic uh, poetry of um, Homer, Whoa, you know, sorry about that. and so on. Um, that seems to be the correct the correct way to use it. But epic now has just become. A word that everyone just like is just devalued. Now it's, everything's epic. It's well, it's epic. like it's like saying brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, the British underwhelming way. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Brilliant. It's the same thing. Epic. The same thing. That was that was epic. What did you do? I made some fried eggs. Epic, man. Brilliant and epic. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, British. Okay. And so yeah. the Zelda lore that I was exploring. Oh yeah, the lore. Um. Yeah, it's a very. It's a hero's journey, but I already know the story of Ocarina of Time because I know all these different uh, aspects of the of the story of all the Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Because I, or I could just say the lore of the franchises. <laughs> you could. Or I could say I know the lore of these franchise of this giant no, epic no, franchise. No, I got a new one. We mentioned this before. The mythos. Oh yeah, the mythos. The, the mythos. mythos. I just unbelievable. Or you could say the mythology. You could say the yeah, Zelda yeah. mythology. Yeah, the, Je- the Zelda mythology and its lore in this epic franchise. And then they put franchise in there, and it's like as, as if it blends together with these old words. Sizzle it up. Old words, words about ancient, uh, relevant, like big stories, and then you put in franchise. Mm-hmm. It's like the Greek gods franchise. That's right. Mm-hmm. On Mount Olympus. And the the, lore the of epic, well, that's fine. the epic of um, Gilgamesh. Yes, I was gonna say Gilgamesh. Nice. I was trying to epic look for Gilgamesh that. and his franchise. How about no the backstory of Gilgamesh? And you know, and also you know, I really you know the works of the Bible and the Bible franchise. Oh yeah, of course. I the know lore that one. is so deep. Man. The lore of the Old Testament, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I love all the characters in the franchise. Yeah, the, the yeah. Torah franchise. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. So Zelda, the Zelda lore. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna stop. Okay, the Enough. Zelda no more lore. All right, so the Zelda stories are supposed to be simple. They're supposed to be... Now, people are going to be angry at me, but No, Philip. No one. There, are, there is no complexity. Imagine no one is There's no there. complexity. There's no complexity. There's no complex... There's no com... There's no complexity. There we go. There's no complexity. I got to use my nose a little bit more. There's no Why? complexity in the initial like, plot of the story. It's just hero goes to fight bad guy. Pig-faced idiot, man. Ganon. Pig-faced mafia boss uh, with magic powers. Okay. Um, and he has to save the princess. But there's, there's a lot of different, you know, characters and different people. Like, and there's basic, uh, like, very simple uh, factions of people in the community of Hyrule. For example, there are the Gorons, which are these big roll, tumble, rumble, rolling. Yeah, I know, I know them. Brown guys. And, and then there the are Bongos. the Zoras. There are the Soras or Zoras. I forget which. Kind of elf-like creatures. Uh, they're elf-like, but they're... Water. Water, yeah. Bending. Are those the swords? No, no. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they swim around, I think. Yeah, they swim around, they're fishy. Then there's uh, the Hylians, which we all know as the, the humanoids. The, these are proper as humanoids. Tim, yeah, these are proper these humanoids. These are proper humanoids, mm-hmm. Tim. These aren't humans like in Star Wars. Yeah, which are humans. They're humans. Yeah. And there's some talking animals like the owl, and there's the uh, uh, the Gerudos, the Gerudos. Yeah, i never heard of those. Uh, they're uh, this tribal... Like sort of Arabian influenced, tan, uh, red-haired creatures that are humanoid again, and they're only female. Oh, do they have the bird beaks? 
No, no, no. Those oh. are the Ritos. They're in Wind Waker. Oh. In Wind Waker. That's a different tribe as well. Like, see, I'm okay. saying, I'm showing you that there's very simple different species. Then I'm just showing you how simple the races are. That's all there is. Like, very distinct, clear cut. This race, that race, this race. So you don't get confused between them, and there's no intricacy in the way you label them and the way you look at them in the world. But uh, there are obviously some nice pieces of dialogue and some nice little stories in them. And I think it's charming. It's very good. I think it, but it's also, you know, it's simple. It's holding its ground to be simple and not, you know, not being like Skyrim, you know, which is right. so it's, so it's not, overtly not, complex with so many different races, so many different things. So to essentially do. these, the cultures in the story are kind of boiled down to the essentials. Yeah. Like the stereotypes you would these say. Stereotypes and kind of, mm-hmm. um, it's not, it's not delving too deep into like, the cultural yeah, problems, and, and, and of course the there would be like a few characters different. That, of course there would be structures. That's right. Like, that, like that. there's none of that, you know, like Relative, looking I mean, deep like, into their culture yeah. or anything. But there are the occasional. Obviously, there are the occasional characters that are like, "I'm a Goron, but I like to, you know, I like to, I like to see swim in the water." Yeah, you know? that's okay. Well, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. It's, but it's right simplified. So anyway, the Gerudo tribe. They are. Um, okay, which one's I told these you again. They're. <laughs> we have we have the power of the internet. I don't know what I'm doing here. But it's more fun if it's just... <laughs> All right, well, the Geruda tribe school. are this uh, tribe of tan, Hylian-looking... Um, Monsters. People. Humanoids uh, ah. that are tan, and they have red hair, and they have really orange eyes. Really quick. Do I make myself clear? Man, the sitting is so hard to sit like this. And they're all female. You're not listening to me. I am. We're looking at the internet pictures. Okay. Okay, so the Geruda tribe are this uh, Arabian influence, as you can see, it's kind of um, desert-dwelling uh, tribe of uh, creatures that uh, are all female, as you can see with the red hair and the How do they reproduce? Eyes. Now, I'll tell you, there is, every 100 years, there is a male that was that's born. Oh. And he's big, and he's like the main boss, the big boss. And you can guess which one that was in this timeline. Ganon. Ganon. Ganondorf, because he's... Uh, you see, he's 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 mean and evil and and, and ugly. That sounds pretty weird. They're, quite weird. Quite race. weird. But that I didn't even get there yet. Honestly, I didn't get to the Gerudo tribe. I didn't get to help them out because I have to solve every problem in every region. So I went well, to yeah, Death you're essentially the um, uh, Aaron boy, the bus boy. Yep, the, the bus, bus boy. Of Hyrule. Has to do, I mean, I may be saving the world, but okay. I have to do it. It's kind of like Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter saves Hogwarts and no one cares. every single year. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Who's that boy?" We should Potter. promote him headmaster. No, what? You know, <laughs> Dumbledore. Yeah, and the Snape's like, "Mr. Potter." Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. And I, di- I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm still fighting the good fight, in spite of the reason I, I kind of don't want to. But you'll make it, I think, in the end, probably. Yeah, and it'll be fun because I'm not. I'm pretty far in, and I'm actually quite underwhelmed because everybody keeps telling. You know, telling me that Ocarina of Time is this super perfect, amazing, the best, greatest experience they've ever had in their waking life. And in their dreams. Zelda is a world that is beyond me and you and everyone else. It is a world of infinite impossibility. (laughs) Infinite impossibility. That's what I actually got from everybody talking about it all. The Jappa, Jappa, Jappa. They always keep telling me these things. And so you can't help but have this built up impression of. Ocarina of the Time, golden be box, every box of it, it's just beautiful, gold, pristine, nothing wrong with it. Well, guess what? Never have I been so underwhelmed in all my life. Like, I'm serious. So is that, was that underwhelming? It was underwhelming, but it was still a good game. It's still a good game. Yeah. But it is underwhelming in a sense that I'm here and I'm finding this new creature. 
I'm scared to touch it. I don't know because I know this game is going to pull something out of, you know, out of the bag and something bad's going to happen. I have to be very careful. So I have to check the strategy guide before I engage in combat with anything because I am under the impression that this is such a good game. It's such a clever game and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to make any mistakes. Yeah, I see so I, so I check the strategy guide and it just says, oh, switch him with your sword. Oh, oh, okay. And all of the enemies so far have been like this. Switch your sword and then quickly switch to your bow within a two-second limit of shooting the. Or other it's going to do something to you. Like I don't know what it's going to do. It might take off my hat. Might lose my powers forever. Might take one of my heart containers steal out. Steal your milk. I don't know. So I'm afraid. Might steal my milk. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's just. But it's not. It's really a, a game that's very accessible and it's very fun to play. And, so well, basically, not really fun. It depends sorry, if you one second, like. Wait. This is just really. Wait. So basically, sounds uh, good. You sound good. So basically, um, the game has been adopted by the fans to mean more than the actual intention of the original games. Yes, that's what way I, that's more I because out. Pe- because people have this great memory of them as kids playing it, which is yeah totally fine, and I'm glad they have that. And it's so cool that Zelda actually inspired so many people. But they don't really uh, address the notion that they've been inspired to that as that as kids, and they don't. Most people on the internet, as I've experienced, they don't really say that was a great game when I was a kid, you know, and it was really good. And they do say that, but then they but they still put it on this pedestal, you know, instead of talking about its flaws. Yeah, I love Pokemon Red and Blue. I will admit all of its flaws. You know, I'm not yeah. going to say it's this number one perfect score game. It was a fun game at the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, In the context it's still of, kind of fun, but I mean, you grow out of it because you know the inner workings of the Well, and plus, remember, the same thing with Zelda, I'm assuming, is that the, uh, the way it was set up and the story they told was um, meant for a certain audience or a certain age group. It's meant for everybody, Jacob. <laughs> Everyone. Well, there are. There's definitely something no, that, of that, course that it is. Is ultimately is for age. But let me look at this. For example, let's say if you look at, um, you know, films intended for, let's say, children's movies, right? Mm-hmm. Those can be uh, enjoyed by everyone, right? The but good ones. The yes. good ones, exactly. Yeah, like Ratatouille. Like Ratatouille. Just kidding. Uh, if you know that reference, then you get five dollars from me. <laughs> and uh, no, they can be enjoyed by everyone, but. Um, there's certain things that are left out, you know, to, to keep it simpler and to not maybe be too overly complex or uh, things like that. So I think that's similar probably with uh, Zelda in that it's not trying to be uh, too in-depth exactly. with the details. Because if you're a kid, it'll go over your head, you know, and it'll be, it'll be hard to follow. But then you would argue that when you're an adult, you can play it again and it won't go over your head. Yeah, you could, but that, then I think that then Zelda probably would have been released as but an that adult was, game. But it has those things, but they're not the primary building blocks yeah. of the game. That's fine, but story. that's great, because that's, that's the way they wanted to make the game. Exactly. So, from what I've got gathered so far, Zelda. Great, fun game. Yeah. Ocarina of Time. Fun game. Bit linear. Shorter than I re- imagined it would be. Well, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what modern games are something like... 12 hours or something in gameplay or 16 hours or something like that modern games which is not good apparently it's supposed to be yeah, what is what is it like for example let's say 40. what is Metal Gear Solid 3 what is that 20 something like that 25 maybe <laughs> don't know I, I don't know 
Yo. But yeah, good game and great music and all that kind of stuff that you all know. So there we go. That's my review. That's cool. And I didn't even finish yet the game, but I know what's going to happen because I, I, I looked at all the stories. Maybe, maybe we should talk about modern games. We should talk about the state of modern games as people who never play games. <laughs> So we watched this uh, intro to a game called 1888 or something like that. Oh, you mean uh, it's supposed to the Troglodytes, 1886. Yes, 1886. What is it called? I don't know, something like that. 1880-something. The Guardsmen. 1880-X, let's say. Let's call it that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. And, uh, the Order. And so we're going to talk, talk about and that's usually multiplayer stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, what I noticed. But from, here's the funny thing. But I know I know a bit about games. No, but I'm saying that like I'm, when I when I play a game, I know what it should feel like, and I know how I. I should know, but I'm prefacing it. I'm prefacing it. it saying that we do we don't play games that often. Like we're not gamers. There are out, people out there who play a lot of games. You know what I mean? And who go through all this stuff. Well, and yeah. This huge experience with games. But we're talking from our experience, which is playing older games and seeing some let's play. Well, you watch a lot of let's plays from new from new games, right? I do. Yeah, so you know a lot. I know, but I, it's always, you know... But I'm basing it on my assumption... First-hand experience is the best way to understand of course, yeah. how a mechanic works. But I'm saying I'm basing it off just like seeing the new yes. um, clips and videos and trailers and stuff like that. So what do you want to say about The Order 1886? I didn't want to say anything, but I just wanted to... We can just talk a little bit about how we were, how we were noticing that how, in mean, new uh, games, it seems like... Oh, yes. It seems like the gaming industry has gotten to a point where... Uh, there's these pretentious people. Ga- gaming, well, ga- gaming <laughs> has become something. Let's say if you look back in the past, I think probably prior to maybe ten years ago, maybe or five years ago. Ga- yeah, that's that's the that's the past. That's what it sounds like. Gaming used to be kind of a an aspect that wasn't so common. Uh, if you were a gamer, well, let's say you are know, you, you know, a gamer? Would play games, but gaming wasn't such a thing that it was commonplace. For example, when people talked about, let's say, entertainment, you'd probably refer to like television and things like that. But now, gaming has become part of like a staple element in entertainment. Now it's television, Netflix, gaming. You know, and everyone does gaming these days. And it seems gaming. like it's a lifestyle. It seems like the <laughs> gaming industry is now approaching. Critical mass. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Oh, yeah? In, in gaming, it seems to be now random things up. that they're making these kind of like really well made games with great graphics. And now they're Beautiful. approaching the industry or the, the approaching the the games as some kind of quasi movies. Remember? Yes. That's why they have all these um, uh, quick time events. That's why, uh, let's say we're watching that 1880X game. I told you the order, the order, eighteen eighty six, and the entire beginning of that uh, was a movie. It was it was ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was ten minutes of a film, which isn't necessarily bad, but I think it just goes to show how far, how different uh, games have become over the years. <laughs> Watch how it's not eighteen eighty six. What is it? It is eighteen eighty six. We're correct. We're correct. Um, and it's just interesting because, like, to me. I think one of the reasons why... Like I don't when you have the controller in your hand, yeah. what do you feel like doing? Well, I would like to play. 
But that, that's one of the reasons I think I don't really care for games anymore, really. Well, because that's I don't, the thing. I don't want to play them. Isn't it? I, movie clips, and then suddenly, I don't know, it just seems like there's not much... It's, it's becoming very bloated, it seems. Like, we're making these huge games, mm-hmm. and suddenly the, the, the concentration isn't anymore on really good stories or great characters. Well, that's the thing. Uh, for example, it comes stories e- and characters. It comes even down to the menu where it says, like, the but- first button is story. And it's like, you press story. Wouldn't you just press play? You know, like, right. those kinds of things. It seems like it's being approached as, yeah, this is the story. You're going to watch yeah. the story. You're here to watch this story. We have to have a story. And, it's like, and you get to play occasionally, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's good because my uh, interpretation has always been as someone who likes video games, I mean, I don't play them as much, but I know about them a lot and Mm -hmm. I would love to help make some games. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Amazing because it's a level of, now I'm going to say it, storytelling (laughs) that is completely different to movies because they're interactive and being interactive, having this controller in your hand demands that to be the number one thing. Yeah. It's a game. What do you do when you when you have a game? You play it. Well, and what you know, what happens when you're playing? You're having fun. So it should be that should be the, number, be the number one, one thing. Yeah. Don't care about the story so much. Honestly, there have been games that this is gaming 101, right? There have been games that have been silly with their stories, but they have it's a fun game and that trumps everything else. Mhm. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time. And then you have great games that do really well on the story side and have great gameplay. Um, like Metal Gear Solid. And that's good because I think Metal Gear Solid or was Grand pretty... Or Grand Theft Auto, I But guess. they were pretty um, upfront with how they were approaching it because... That's the thing, though, yeah. It it was... The the movie sections in the story were pretty uh, apparent. That's like, okay, now it's time for watching. Now mm-hmm. we're going to watch yeah. and listen to the story. And as mm-hmm. soon as that's done, we'll be back to playing the game. And when you play it, you... And then the story is incorporated with the gameplay very nicely. But it seems to me like with all these new games, like the order, like the order, at least in the first fifteen minutes, yeah, it seems like it's almost like a uh, um, bait and switch kind of thing, where it's like, yeah. look, it's a game. It's like, oh, we're gonna play soon. Soon you're gonna play. <laughs> yeah, it fades out, and it's showing you that and it's the same engine running. You know, running yeah, the yeah, cutscenes yeah. like, oh wow, look at this. And uh, I don't know, I, but I, th- I think that comes down to the approach. I'm guessing all these studios are taking in trying to make it like. To get, you know, bang for the buck, you know, like we're going to make this, you know, great game mm-hmm. where it's going to be a movie at the same time and you get to play. You get your FPS in there franchise. as well. We're building the lore over here. Exactly. The, the, the lore like with the franchise and the myth- mythos of 1886 is going to be explored and we're going to, we're building this world. It's like, who knows what they're going to do? But we're just going to make, immediately we're going to make And I love this. Games. I think the trend as well is doing world building. There's world a lot building. of world building going on. This word is being, whew, whew, yeah, around. now it's just world regular. building. We're making a new world with our franchise to make the lore, you know, and the world. And then it's funny because in the end, you you play the game, and the story couldn't be any more typical. Yeah, but it's, it's the gonna, guy, it's the build villain, the world though. The villain is there, and he's doing this, and the good guy is training the old guy, and the, and, the, and you know, the old guy has trained the good guy, and the and you know, and then she's like, "Ha, huh, I've been a better." Uh, fighter than you ever yeah. have and it's like we know what's going to happen in the story but it doesn't matter because the world the werewolves in this world the lycanthropes exactly, yeah. right I know lore and world like, really. and it feels Which like too bad it feels like most of the people who are developing this and I don't know who they are but it just seems like they th- that's the wrong focus to have you know building the world and doing the lore which is great Mm-hmm. But I feel like that should be your hobby on the side. It's also interesting. That it seems. I like, think that's the good way to approach it. Yeah. It should be your hobby on the side to build this world and make up the inner workings. Because 
your primary subject is trying to make a fun game yeah. that is that when you get the controller you go into this world and there's and because it's not a movie you can't have people sit down and watch 20 yeah. minutes of cutscene yeah and the funny thing is i get the impression that now that these games are becoming more like films in a way that the people who make them are kind of yeah. taking movie yeah. ideas that are very rudimentary they're very you know film 101 kind of ideas yep. like plot structures and hero's journey that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. which in movies, if you're making a great film, you're going to avoid kind of cliche <laughs> yeah. stuff. You're going to avoid regular standard issues. If you're making a good film. But now it feels like games, instead of being focused, being focused, whoa, instead of focusing on making a really... What was that? What did you say? Instead of whoa. Yeah, because I was messing up. Going, I, making, did, I didn't notice. Focused, I didn't. Making, <laughs> instead of focusing on making a uh, fun game, making a interesting game, and messing with the gameplay... It, now it's like we're taking these cliche movie elements and putting them in the game. So now you're getting kind of like, if the game is good in gameplay, you're still getting these really <laughs> lame movie elements that have to be there because the player wants the yeah. ultimate experience. Yeah, the ultimate experience. Here are the new titles for the Xbox One. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Our new game called, you know. But the thing I like about video games is that at least they have new mm, stories. True. What they See, yeah, I was avoiding French, uh, Fran- no, French fries. There's a new word here. IPs. IPs, that's right. Mm. IPs, you know, Indian pale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like that because they're, they're trying at new least, things. At least they're doing that. But, you know, Isn't I have my complaints about design. And but the funny thing like is that I haven't played any of these. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I have no idea. But it seems like that. I don't know. I get the impression that it just seems like a lot of them, a lot of them look very much like kind of like they're all could be the same game that's, brown that's, and that's, blue that's the same and, with movies though you know yeah. orange and but movies yeah, orange and uh, movies blue. in that kind of genre not genre but that kind of i wish there was an even bigger a broader term kingdom it's like the when kingdom. you're naming animals yeah and you ha- you're categorizing them there's the kingdom yeah i know yeah i know it's family. not fair for me to say like all games so are like the same, in but... this movie kingdom which is like adventure sort of action sort of um world building lore Ooh, yes right mythology that kind of you know that that's the section of movies because mm-hmm. there's the other section which is like less about genres, yeah, but it's m- broader than that. Okay. That's what I'm saying is like the kingdom, the of kingdom, genres, right? That they don't take as many risks. Maybe they're doing it now, which I feel like they are. It feels like they're starting to loosen up. Films, yeah, movie studios. It seems like it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was gonna say, but my opinion on games is really um, I what was I gonna say one second. I'm trying to remember what I wanted to say. I forgot. Forget it. Lore, lore. It's all about the lore. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't. I don't know much about games, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Sounds like you do, Jacob. Sounds like you do. Mm. Video games. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. It's coming from me. I don't really like to play games, anyways, because I just can't get it involved, especially single-player yeah, yeah. games. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Well, multiplayer. You're playing with someone else. That's right? fun. I love with multiplayer. Friends. Multiplayer is great. If if the game is fun, that's it, because you're bonding with yeah. other people in this. It's gaming, but world. it's a virtual world, but it's a real world. Yeah. But when I'm playing the gaming world, it's kind of like I'm alone. I'm doing tasks. <laughs> yeah. I could be learning something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Mm. Um, okay. Well, that was games, and that was, that was all games. that stuff. Uh, what do you? What else are we sitting down here to talk about? I, I don't wonder. know, man. I, I really well, look, I have a list much. of our old, old like we have neglected this topic for three weeks now. Let's do it. Shows of past, which is what I wrote. Now on YouTube top page. Okay, well, well, yeah, interesting. I was complaining about this one time. Yeah, I think we we're talking about I think a couple weeks ago, uh, and it's very true. Uh, new uh, 
television shows. Uh, like, give me some examples. Not television shows. What are they called? Talk shows. Late talk night, shows. Late That's night right. talk Letterman. Show. There's Letterman. The rest of these guys. Coco. I wonder if that guy's still. Is Jay Leno gone forever? Yeah, he's gone forever. Is he? He's 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 he's, he's, he's in his house deal. with his cars. He has lots of cars. Anyway, uh, it's interesting that uh, if you look at older talk shows, I think why would this be? I think probably before, I suppose before the nineties. Like for example, if you if you Google um, Orson awesome. Welles' interview, he was on a talk awesome. show. And I think talk shows in general in the past, they tended to be calmer. They tended to be longer, more in depth. Mm-hmm. The topics weren't. The thing was back then. <laughs> the topics weren't. Now. Uh, Peter Cushing's gonna do a lip sync. Oh yeah, and it's like so funny. Yeah, and it's it's very much um, timely, timely event, timely news, kind of like in the moment. It's almost like Facebook, you know. What now? Yeah, like talk shows seem to be Jimmy cause, Fallon. Because really, it comes I can't down tell the difference to, between Jimmy Fallon and the other guy. Which guy? There's so many. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I used to watch a long time ago. Conan, Conan, Coco, O'Brien. Back in like 2006. Well, he's funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah, I think he's pretty um, funny. Because he, he used to be one of the writers in The Simpsons. Yeah, I know. There's oh. a picture of them like eating pizza in this room. <laughs> Have you seen that picture? Yeah, probably. And uh, yeah, but because I think it boils down to these days that the only reason they have guests is because there's something to promote. Guests come up there and they're promoting something. So if you're an actor and it's like, oh, a new series of Parks and Rec is out, you come there and it's like an excuse mm-hmm. for you to be there because you're promoting Parks and Rec so you go do these press junkets and things but I feel like in the past uh, it's fine if with you me YouTube, as long as there's some substance in the that's the thing I, yeah I don't the, the, the advertising element is fine I mean if, if they're there but it feels like in the past if you look at it um, people were on talk shows just because and, and they would talk about maybe their career they would talk about topics they were interested in I really like about listening to that I saw, I saw the Orson Welles one yeah. as well and I saw a little bit of Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who's talking was German for a little was, bit. Maybe, but it was back when he didn't have a beard, and mm-hmm. he was—he just started getting gray hair. Yeah. And he was quite interesting to listen to. Yeah. And then I was listening to, and I listened to Peter Cushing as well. He's talking about yeah, Sherlock yeah. Holmes. There's this new movie that Steven Spielberg produced called Young Sherlock Holmes. And there was the guy who played the young Sherlock Holmes with old yeah. Peter Cushing. And then they were talking about stuff. And I, what I liked about it, well, there was one that I remember uh, a little thing that Cushing said was like, it's interesting to see the the, the young Sherlock Holmes because he, he falls in love in this movie, doesn't he? Hmm, you know, Sherlock never fell in love. That's right, yeah. That's maybe this could be a good indicator for when you watch my Sherlock Holmes, you'll see why he's so distanced from people. And I like that yeah. he's actually just pitching something, right? Yeah, and and then we just well, because I feel like there was nice. there was time. They they offered people time yeah. to talk, you know. And and if you watch one of those, you'll see that sometimes they're half an hour, even an hour long, of just just talking, you know, and just mm-hmm. being very calm, patience. Uh, yeah, and I think that it seems like these days, um, I think partially it's influenced. Lots that, of jumping, lots of jumping, lots of it's entertainment. It's become entertainment, right? I feel like. I feel like before it was more focused Let's on... Let's get to learn Learn something, about learn this something together and we're yeah. kind of like, we're all kind of... So- <laughs> At least that's what it seems. I, you right, know, we can't seems. be... Uh, but I think, I think in general it's safe to say you can make that conclusion. It kind of seems like together kind of we're going to like socialize yeah. and learn kind of from each other and it's not going to be so much of this, you know, uh, just entertainment. Um, but yeah, I mean like I don't want to, you know, necessarily say too much social commentary but like, you know, 
I think part of it has to do with also the internet, this idea of kind of like instant gratification and things like that today. Where oh, it's part of the so instant gratif- huh? gratification series. That's right. Uh, the franchise that Jacob's launched. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of that stuff too, but I, but I feel like no, that's... No, no, I'm not talking about... You said the same thing before. What? I'm guilty of that stuff too. You said it before! That's fine. No, it's true. <laughs> I, I would like to say that because we, it's we, 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 do not, we do not accept uh, repetitions word for word. I'm going to repeat it a hundred times if I have to. <sighs> it's got to be said. And yeah, but it's interesting to see that, I think, because uh, I think it makes for more of an interesting and more of a um, substantial... Yeah. Uh, um, I agree, man. Thing. I, I whenever I watch those, those that, are... that's why it's so difficult for me to watch these like talk yeah. shows. And, I have and then against... you see them on YouTube on the front page all the time. Them, and I'm not trying. There's nothing against. Why would I have something against? Them? You wouldn't. I'm just saying it. I just as have a... something against the popularity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I'm just trying because to say the that the lore in the franchise has to stop. The David Letterman franchise. David Letterman lore. That is a franchise. Well, not really. That's what people are going to start doing. Pants. They're going to be like, oh man, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Fallon. His lore spans like. 20 years already doing talk show host Dude, you know what's funny? Jimmy Fallon used to be an actor. Did he? Yeah. He was in a movie called... Did he? Fever Pitch, which I watched on the plane. Awesome. <laughs> One of those movies, you know, where it's just like... It's a romantic comedy, right? And yeah. on the plane, it's like, nothing else to watch. Were they in Chicago? There, were other, there was other stuff to watch, but I just pressed <laughs> Fever Pitch. Uh, huh? Were they in Chicago? I think so. No, I think it's like Pittsburgh or something like that. Okay. And, uh... Yeah. But anyways... Interesting. Yeah, I don't want to say necessarily that it's so much of a... I can't... I tell you now, I don't... Oh. Jimmy Fallon's face, I don't even know. He's kind of like short hair. <laughs> Thanks. That's all I needed. Short hair. That's all I need. Thank you. Sure. Continue. Yeah, nothing. I was going to say that... Um, yeah, but I think it, this is a broader kind of topic when you're talking about these differences. Um, but it's definitely something interesting to see. And... Uh, but yeah, and but I it, guess, just, it I guess, just bothers me that it's just everybody watches those. And and that's the thing; like, it's hard for me to watch it because I don't know. I just feel like I don't, I don't get too much out of it. Mm. That's what I feel like. I don't know what about you, like no. talk shows in general. No, but but I mean, I'm not saying anything that it depends if the yeah. questions are very good. Mm-hmm. But I also feel bad because everybody doesn't, else, doesn't everybody else though, is getting this information, so it doesn't make yeah. me very special as an observing person to listen to it. Exactly. Doesn't it feel kind of formulaic, though, in a way? That, that kind In a of. sense, like, if you're watching it, you kind of feel like, oh, you know, we're going to say this, we're going to say this is safe to say, this is not safe to say, ha-ha, it's kind of laugh, laugh, done, you're out, at the door. Mm-hmm. You know done, you're mean? out. <laughs> yeah, instead of just being like, okay, let's, you know, let's talk about what are you into these days, what are you, what are you going through, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. things like that. It's like, let's stop. And they can be silence, you know what I mean? Why can't there be silence, No, there right? can't be silence. Let's take, like... Answer this question. You think about it for twenty seconds. Like there can't be silence. Like on I this podcast, this we is, can't have silence. That's true. We would never have silence. We, we had the twenty-minute rule of silence. Remember how well that went? It was good. Was it? Yeah. Did we really get through twenty seconds? I we said got through minutes. like eighteen and a half. But we, we broke the rule of silence. It's good because we can just be calm. We should do that again. Calmness. I want to do should. the twenty rules of silence. I think we should. Uh, the twenty rules of silence. <laughs> the twenty <laughs> rules of silence of Scooby Doo. It's a new film coming out. Twenty rules of silence. Yeah. I bet that would be a movie. Flim Flam, Daphne, Scrappy, and Scooby-Doo have to get 13 ghosts with me, Vincent Price. Price. (laughs) So, uh, speaking of Vincent Price, uh, does everyone know about this trivia that you know that I've heard like three times? That he was born in Missouri? No. That he tried to do the French uh, dialogue for the... Haunted Mansion in Paris, which is called Phantom Manor. Really? Mm-hmm. And he did the. S'il vous plaît. 
Do you, yeah, and he couldn't, he couldn't do it. It sounds exactly like me like, trying okay, to do more it. Time, one more time, Vincent, one more time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yes. So, and, yes. And so people didn't understand, like didn't understand the inflections when they were... Yeah, well... So they changed it to just some... <laughs> some French... Yeah. Some generic French... That's funny, though. I really think that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger needs to dub his own movies. Why not? Because he's... I'm a busy man, guys. Donald. Busy doing YouTube videos now. Yeah. <laughs> busy busy replying to Reddit, people. <laughs> yeah, and, and then driving his tank everywhere. He has, yeah. a tank? he has a tank. Actual tank? Yes. With a tube. What yeah, he yeah, yeah. In front. You didn't Barrels. see his like, videos? He's just... No. <laughs> okay, I think I saw that, yeah. yeah. Did you know that he has his own... He has everything. He has his own museum in... Uh, oh, that's right. In, yeah. Where was he born? Graz. Graz. Graz, right? We always pass by Graz. Graz yeah. is great. We've been there before. It's great. I like the shopping it's center. shopping mall. That's right. <laughs> Um, no, I was going to say, Arnold Schwarzenegger has his own museum. Yeah. Isn't that a, kind of a weird concept, though? Yeah. Because he's still alive. <laughs> the Arnold Schwarzenegger Museum. And it's like, imagine going through your old room. Yeah. You know, and it's like, everything's... I remember this. This is so cool. Everything's glued to the wall. Yeah. And there's your old bed. And like, it's so beautiful. It's like Jack Slater coming into... Yeah. Into, yeah. The, into the real world. He's like, what is all this? And he was talking about how he gets like a Wiener Schnitzel when he get, goes there and he's like an Ah, He's memories. like, I have a great time every time I, yeah. I go there. I think that should be one of our uh, goals, uh, each Wiener Schnitzel. Oh, I love Wiener Schnitzel. With Arnold. I like um, turkey Wiener Schnitzel the best. Yes, Putin Schnitzel. Putin Schnitzel, mm. that's the best. Sehr gut. Pork is like the standard, gets very boring. Was the, yeah. Chicken is yeah, also it good. Is the standard. <laughs> it's the standard. I don't know. I can't. I'm not very good. I used to be kind of good. At what? Arnold. I think if I heard Arnold. I used to be kind of good at Arnold and I could talk like this a little bit more, but I can't. It's more like. It's more like. Uh, you tell I me. Pl- I play the Terminator. No, I have to hear it. There's no. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> now we're just. We're just... Yeah. 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 Okay. You've reached Arnold's pizza shop. <laughs> that guy, yeah. I'm not here. No, now. man. The best Arnold voice, hands down, is. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy Joshua from. Tom Roberts yeah, something like that yeah he does Morgan Freeman too best one hands down yeah shut up okay that's enough uh, what yeah, else enough. what else is there well, how do we get to Arnold all kinds of things I ain't got time to bleed over here over here over here over here over here the predator <laughs> anytime oh I love if, it if they do predator um, oh they are doing a predator the new one whatever is Arnold gonna be in it he should be he should be and he should be a consultant. I know. He should not be the main character. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no he no. wouldn't be. But, dude, you never know. Nowadays, nowadays he'd be like, I'm too old for this. You know Predators. what? Okay, here's another movie, movie revelation. I was thinking of Predator 3 back in 2004 and 2005. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, what if you made a Predator 3? I didn't get far, okay? Yeah. I don't know what the plot would be. I don't know anything. I just know that there's this one person, this one character, new mm-hmm. character in, in the city, and he... And they're trying the government or whoever are trying to keep this under wraps. Obviously, okay. the, the predator. I know it's a cliche, but this was 2004. Okay, this was 10 years before there were more and more cliches showing up, so it wouldn't have been that big of a cliche back then. No, it would be, it would have been back then. It would have been we're you know we're we're breaking old cliches. Right. So they're trying to keep the thing under wraps. And this character, the predator incident. Yes, the one in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay, so we're keeping the second one then. Yeah, yeah. The, we don't like yeah. vetoing. I don't like veto. Like I don't like retconning. Retconning, uh, which is what they're doing for the new Alien film. That's right, retconning. Okay, go go on. Okay. And uh, it would start like this. Um, you know how? Yeah. With a little Richard song. Okay. He's he's in the he's in the highway. 
and he's listening to uh, another no no not Dutch man Dutch is not in this this guy at the beginning of the film opens up space maybe the predator pops a ship down or something or maybe there could be an old ship the old like maybe there's an old uh, orbiting ship around the earth okay. which is the predator ship from the old predator mm-hmm. okay so there's an, there's an orbiting ship yes it's dead a predator oh there's nothing, nothing in it. In there. But it's a predator ship. Yes. Because that's from the old predator. The one ah, that so he was destroyed. orbiting. I'd like to imagine that, yeah. Okay. But we would have we picked it up, though. We would have picked it up. We'd be like, what's this object? Well, they, they do, and they're keeping it up there. They, they can't can. move it around, right? They might be taking the parts out for scraps. Oh, okay, I see. So they're investigating. Yeah. Okay. But that, that doesn't happen. That has nothing to do with it. It only has to do with, we're on Earth, this investigator, our main character, is... Learning the, that this is real, you know, and he's yeah. his, he's with his friends and like I don't know he might be a cop or something or a detective, and he's learning about this predator thing. And he's like, this is a secret. Someone's you know whatever. And then we have like a little stinger at the beginning. You know how there's always an ominous stinger at the beginning to get things rolling. Yeah, like oh he discovers maybe you know like these this needle or something. Maybe there's another predator or there's like a mask. He discovers something that gets the, that gets the people's interest. You know that hooks people into watching it, right? And then the movie starts. So he's like, I'm gonna take a visit to the man who saw it firsthand. Oh. And then he goes in his car, it's sunset, and he's like in Los Angeles, right? All these highways. Yeah, maybe you get some of the nice heat waves. And the same text, you know, the, the nice serif font text that was in all the Predator movies. Yeah. And it says Predator 3, and he's listening on the radio to a Little Richard song. But not, it doesn't have to be, though. Dude, fruit, I'll root it. Dude, yeah, this will be other maybe than the original one. And there you go, and he's driving there, he gets to Dutch's place. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only shot I had in mind was, uh, he's in his office, he has an office somewhere. Yeah. And it's a humble office. It's not huge or anything. Okay. So it's not his house then. It's not his, it's not his home. Maybe his home has his little humble office. But I don't, I never like the idea of like people like that. He's like a hero and he got money for this. No, no. I think it has to be that he's just. It's just a regular house. Like it's a regular what happened, middle class. What happened, happened yeah. and it's, you know. Yeah. And all I had is a shot of the rotating fan on his, in his office. And you can see Dutch staring out the window and going, you really want to know. <laughs> you know, he's like. Should he be smoking a cigar? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or you wanted to go to the cliche way where he goes, I quit. No, we're Bad not habits. doing that. I quit after the incident. <laughs> I couldn't bear it. Yeah. yeah. No. He's, he's still a, what was he, military man. Mm-hmm. So he kept going. He was like in... Yeah, and then he just talks about his... And that's all I know. Okay, so that's the beginning of the yeah, film. that's all I know. Okay, I was thinking more of like, um, he could be like uh, Solid like, Snake, if you're familiar with Melgar Solid, uh, kind Kern, of being... Like the Colonel? No, no, like like... Solid Snake and Solid Metal Solid 2, where it's like, oh, the new guy, the new guy might be sent in, right, to investigate, or something, I don't know what would this plot look like, but Arnold would be the guy, for example, in the, in the HQ. He'd be like, okay, you know, the yeah. bias. Yeah. yeah the, on the left, the they left. Said they sent me here because I know this creature. Oh, like, like, like Ripley in Alien yes, 2. Yes, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. exactly the same thing. <laughs> that could have been good. Yeah, yeah, Kinda yeah. Kind of a little juxtaposition mm-hmm. there, two different poetry. Yeah, and then, and then someone's like, She's like, you remember how Ripley's like, get them out of there. Yeah. You get Arnold to do this. Get them out of there. And, he, of and the he's there. just, hey, get them out of there now. And then they'll be like, yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Dutch, sir. This and, he, and he's, and he's like holding. And he, and he, you put it. You put it. You set us up. You put all the meat grinder. You, you put all four of us in the meat grinder. What happened to you? You used to be someone I could trust. And he says the exact same thing. Back. And he's like, and he's like, <laughs> I woke up. Maybe you should too. No. No, it's human body. 
Okay. Beautiful. All right, that's enough Predator. Enough. Yeah, but... Wait, wait, Predator. I don't even know. how. I, I used to. <laughs> but I the hands like the greatest scene in that movie was when Predator repeats Arnold's What the hell are you? Pretty scary. And then he starts laughing. That was the best. That was amazing. It was scary. Really disturbed me when I was a child. Really? <laughs> he's just he, he laughs like <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it just turns into this imitation of you know I know but Billy I think, yeah conceptually they did a good job yeah. with that okay cool man so do you have anything else anything else tacos and yeah well hey man it's all it's all it's it's coming in. It's, it's coming, coming in. in. Um, movie. Movie time. Movie time. As okay. if, see, we talked about video games turning into movies. Yeah. We talked about a movie right now. And we're talking about another movie. Well, Jacob, <laughs> I'll tell you that there's this movie we want to make. Well, I want to make. I'm, you know, I'm working on the script and everything. It's, it's this movie. I know, I know what it's movie this, it is. Okay, so here's the pitch. Let's 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 see if we can do it casual, okay. a casual little pitch for for our good friends here on in iPod Land. Yes, let's do it <laughs> in Podcast Land. Yes. Um, all right. So this is a 26 minute action scene. <laughs> I'm already over. It. <laughs> Sorry, you're done. Sorry. No, this 26 it's a boring film. Okay, this is a short movie. It's a short movie, 26 minutes yeah. long. It's pretty much Apocalypto meets Rambo in the Middle Ages in Europe. And that's all you really have to know. Really, that's it. That's all I got to do. Oh, the, the, just to give you an impression. Okay. Now you know the impression. Okay. There it is. So, twenty-six minutes. Well, can, a we, night. can we mention just a few elements? Maybe? Well, definitely. Like a knight, a knight gets captured by bad guys in the forest. He's on patrol somewhere, um, but he gets captured by these people that he doesn't under- know. He gets dragged to the camp, and he's he's tied up. No idea what's going on, and he has this wound on his neck can't talk and even if he could he prays from a different region because he finds out these guys are from a neighboring country which are at war with one right another. so that's the setup is that we don't know what side is what essentially we don't know who's good who's bad yeah we just know that we're kind of thrust into this situation yeah. with mm-hmm. this uh this guy who's in trouble not- why is he captured you know yeah and what's going on throughout the entire film i think it's safe to say he doesn't talk He's yeah. like Link because I love Ocarina of Time and the lore and the mythology. It, it inspires you so much. Yeah. But he doesn't talk this night. Our protagonist, the one we follow this entire time. So he gets met up with his antagonist, the big bad, the bad knight. Or BK. Yeah. Well, sure. this is our temp titles. Temp we, titles. He doesn't have a name yet, but yeah. BK. And he says, Perfect. we're here to infiltrate one of your... Well, he doesn't tell him. He doesn't tell him that, obviously, because it's a secret. No. And he's like, we captured you. You might well, you might help us. Yeah, you know, it might be of some use. So, we'll we'll keep you alive. Mm-hmm. And then he goes over to his second in command, and off screen, like kind of far away from the night, talks about his plan. And the plan is just to infiltrate this fortress across the mountain. And to do that, they need someone who can help them with the deceit that they are they're friends of the of this fortress people. Yeah, who are from. The other country, and this is a strategic area in this war that's ha- happening off screen. And this band of bad guys that we met that captured the knight are here to perform this this task, and they will get retribution. 
I mean, redemption. Redemption. <laughs> because they were outcast by their own army. Correct. So they're, they're kind of... Um, Bandits. Vagabonds. No, Vagabonds. They're, yeah, they're, they're outside. They're, they're creating their own kind of unit. Yeah, but they're, an elite, by this but they're an elite guy. group. They're pretty. They're yeah, pretty they're, they're dangerous. Yeah. Um, and then Knight... So that's pretty much... Knight overhears that. And he runs. Who will get that, That's first. pretty much it. That's, that's the yep. entire setup. <laughs> so follow the knight and what his... Uh, how he's going to... How he's going to cope with this entire situation. Yeah, what's going to happen? Because it's very, very fatal, possibly, for him. Who knows what will happen to him. And he's got he's to survive. He's got to... He's gotta he's gotta potentially defend himself from these guys. And we and we find out more about this 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 bad knight. Exactly. We'll and find out as as happen. as the story unfolds. As he gets angrier. And so the ending is no, <laughs> <laughs> no friend. No. No, my friend. And that's it. That's there's there's your that's, page. That's the idea thing. So <laughs> And it has action music and it the the um what we're focusing in this movie on is I'm gonna focus on the action scenes. Because I don't know about you guys, but Whenever I'm thinking of filming a movie, and the the decade of us making movies as kids always had me feeling a lot more comfortable every time we started doing action scenes. I don't know what it is, but every time I listen to music as a kid, looking out the window and looking at just things rushing by as yeah. the car was moving, and listening to exciting music, I could always see shots and movements and choreography in my head. That's cool. I Not think- necessarily specifically, but just based on how the feeling would be in the film. So I'm pretty comfortable. <laughs> I'm pretty confident Constable. that we can we can pull off some pretty good fight scenes, even though many of the people who we might have in our team to make this film won't be professional stunties true, or martial artists. True. Um, There's a challenge in that, but I think it's possible. I, th- I really I pull it off because I think that you this. know you. Uh, I guess we don't do the conventional approach to. To fight scenes necessarily, like basically, uh, you do use as many tricks as you can. Yeah, you know that's the thing. As long as it looks good, and, it, that's and it's the clear, end. what's it's happening? It's clear exactly, which it seems like um, seems to be neglected. It seems, yeah, it seems like some, sometimes people tend to kind of do it too officially and it ends up looking dumb. Yeah, I remember but that, that's in X Men Three where he's like, "Oh, you got that point," and then <laughs> and then uh, what's his name, Beast, uh, hits one of the bad guys and yeah. he hits him, swipes him one side, but the other oh, guy falls on the other, the other side. side. Yeah, that's not. Maybe that was the editor just being like, but yeah, like there's this there's this cool kinetic energy with a camera that I think would be so amazing to see with a steady cam, especially since we have one of those quadcopter and a quadcopter. (laughs) How cool that be? If only. Oh, James Baxter. Drone. Yeah, and that's uh, that's pretty much what the emphasis of this. There's gonna be lots of drums. There's gonna be lots of horns. I know I'm sounding like um. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be robust. It's gonna be robust, oh, and yeah. it's gonna be uh, like very overcast, and in this overkill. Great, no, I hope there's not gonna be yeah, an overkill. And there's uh, and it's gonna be great. It's gonna have this this intimidating bad guy, and he's just gonna be like towering over the, our main character whenever we see them in shots. Yeah. And then I'm gonna take you know, it's gonna be some really cool looking shots. I think that's gonna be good. We're gonna have the uh, we have a we have a steady cam, and I'm gonna definitely want to use that so much. It's gonna be really it's, it's gonna be, be awesome. cool. And and uh, yeah, I mean. It's gonna happen. Hopefully, I really hope. I hope so. I'm, well. I'm still working on, you know, refining the script, adding more to the story a little bit. And now I have the problem of condensing it. I don't want to be make it too long, um, which is one of the challenges now. Um, yeah, I, I think thought it has I thought I was be gonna be very in a time frame. Yeah, it has to be. But we have to figure out how to condense all these things that these characters are saying because. 
I know. Yeah. Um, but what else can I say about it? It's going to be cool. It's going to have this nice... I think the ending is going to be quite, you know, quite... Uh, uh, it's going to wrap the story pretty well. Uh, the 15 minutes of so. story that I wish it would be. So. Um, and uh, it's going to come out on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. It's like the, for the promotion. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, YouTube. Well, that's the only thing you can do. I mean, I feel I feel bad if no, but it's good. Things. I think that's how it's supposed to go these it days. Yeah. Everything's on the internet. That's what I like about that. It's nice though. I like that too. Is that now it's opened up. Um, anyway, that night, right? He's you're gonna see a deterioration of his pristine clothing and his you know wonderful gambeson or is it gambeson or is it? That white tunic Garrison? that you wear. No, Gambison. Ga- it's that white tunic you wear that has protective uh, layers Qualities. In it. Yeah. And it's going to get dirtier and messier. And that's what I yeah, That's yeah. what I can't wait to see. You know, I can't wait to see him hiding around these different patches yeah, in the forest. going to roll in mud. Yeah, it's going to be great. I love that. Like a little piggy. No, I just, hope, I just hope the actors will be okay with that because, I mean, I'll do actors. it. I'll roll around in the mud. If they don't want to roll in the mud... And that's the movie. Now we finally explained it and that's told it. you guys. And there's concept art that I'm working on, which I hate. You'd Why? think I'd love to do this stuff, but I actually, if it's my own movie, I just don't feel like. If you would like to do concept art for the night movie, yeah. email Lord Filmmaster. Yeah. No, nah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so who else have we picked up? We Pencil have, drawings. Also we only have accepted. like three people helping me on this story. Yeah. One of them is Luke Coons, Luke Benjamin Coons, who Luke I'd Benjamin like to bring Coons. back, actually. We should bring him back. We should. And because I'd like to talk to him about our pirates. Oh, yeah, the pirates. The pirates. The old piratoonies. Mm-hmm. Especially since it's March. It's been so long. He hasn't been around for a while. It's funny that I have to say Pirates of the Caribbean is one of those franchises. Ah! Are you really going to say that? I was really going to say it. Oh, man. I was going to say it. But I don't have that much of a disdain for, for um, franchises you do. Um, really? No, well, I just hate okay, the word. But, like, I just, just hate the if word. If you use it sometimes, for example, Pirates of it is a franchise because yes. it's, come on, there's like Ride, there's a, four movies now, there's you, I'm everything. I'm just saying, let's be careful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's why I'm trying to be careful. Like, I wouldn't say the Lord of the Rings franchise. Oof. You see, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that. Oof. The Pirates of the yeah. Caribbean series is one of those series that, when I look back on it, it reminds me <laughs> that it feels like one of those... Um, movies, especially the second and third one, that was really, there was so much hype involved in those movies, and it was such a timely thing. Where did the hype come from, though? I don't know, but I think it's similar to really any movie that comes out that a lot of people just really like, and usually, I think one of the reasons Pirates of the Caribbean was so successful kind of across the board with everyone was because there was every... There's something for everyone. Like for example, Johnny Depp was like the pillar of those movies where, you know, teenage girls went to go see it. Everyone went to go see it. And they were like, Johnny Depp is so good, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you go see, some people even say, he's just doing his Keith Richards impression. Some people even say, uh, let the animals out. Let them all let out. Let them out. Ow! Oh, scabber his dogs. Some people say, for example, oh, I watched the new Johnny Depp movie. Oh, sorry, the new Jack Sparrow movie. Yeah. Right? You see, and if, if you're saying Jack Sparrow, then you can tell Johnny Depp is really like, he's the reason so many people go watch these yeah. films. But it's funny that the those Pirates of the Caribbean movies at the time, uh, they were so big and everyone wanted to see them, right? And everyone was talking well, about three, them. Yeah, huh? if that's what physics to me, at least. I After remember, one. It was pretty big, man. Not one. One was like hidden. It was like, yeah. it was like. That's the sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people went to go see it. Yeah. It was kind of big, whatever. But. It came on DVD. People started watching. Like, what is this? And then the yeah, second yeah, one's yeah. announced. And suddenly it's like, what? Arr! 
Everyone's into it. That's what it felt like to me. I don't know. And everyone's like watching it. And I was like, the second one's out. The third one's out. Uh, but the, the funny thing is, yeah. is that after all that, mm-hmm. it feels it like... It turns into it, what? It turns into... It doesn't... It almost doesn't even end up on people's shelves. That's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like it's a series that people go back and like, let's watch Pirates. Yeah. To me, it feels like it's more like, Pirates? Oh, yeah. That's what it I feels would love like. to talk about Pirates all day, every day. I mean, all... Podcast I think, I think when we can get Luke though. back and we can just talk about our story that we wanted to do and talk about what what the Pirates of the Caribbean films felt like from twenty oh three to twenty eleven. You know, I think it'd be fun. What do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Because we talked about yeah, it back it's, in it's like October. It's funny because Pirates. I mean, they're not even that. The second and third films are Klaus Badelt. Are no, it's not. Are a mess. The second and third films in terms of terms of story. Yeah. Remember we tried doing a cut. We tried the first one's it. pretty fun, I think. First one is a uh, rambunctious, uh, <laughs> solid. It was. It had film. an idea and it went with it, mm-hmm. and it had quirky characters. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what made it. I think it made the characters. Yeah, and their interactions. And to Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio's credit, the supernatural pirates mm-hmm. made it a step beyond. But you what know, it I will been. say that the first one does feel like a Disney film to me. Yeah, it feels like one of those Disney live action films. Yes, exactly. Out. But it, it doesn't feel like its own franchise. No. I said it! Did you say that naturally? I said franchise. It came out, didn't it? Mm. No, yeah, the film, the first one definitely feels like a Disney live action movie. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fun. But the second one, second one, third one really felt like they were taking that that kind of simple, simple element from the first one and just like, <laughs> let's extrapolate well, it's like, this it's into like, it's like our friend, the, filmmaking. Uh, the ninja. Remember the ninja? The ninja. I'm the ninja. Remember that? Yeah. It's like they put all these plots in a shotgun and just shot it out. Pretty much. Everything has a plot. The sea turtles have a plot. This has a plot. And it's, it feels like... It masked itself we watched, as a good We film. have this great little featurette, little mini documentary on the pre-production of Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3. It's great. I wish it was longer, obviously, as my complaint usually goes with these kinds of films mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes. And Ted Elliott, Terry Rossi, remember what they were saying? No. The screenwriters. They were talking about how... We just needed more time to make a script. Remember that? That's right. And yeah. it feels like they overdid it, and they went so far, like way too far, and then they just decided to make plots for everything because they thought that, yeah. I know. And it feels like it didn't go past draft two. <laughs> Probably didn't. No. They said they were writing the script while they were filming the third film. Ooh. Yeah. We'll talk about that when Luke comes over, because he probably knows a few things. Especially since he, uh, I think he has a stronger tie towards the, the show. That's right, because his car was called the Black in, Pearl. It's called the Black Pearl, yeah. But was it black? Yes. Okay. Be kind of silly if it wasn't. All right. Dark well, blue. I think this might be the end of our, our I talk. I think so, unless you have something else. There's like a lot of things there. No, no. This is this is me. My my. No, no, no. It's not. Okay. I could I could talk about the. The webcomic Gunner Creek Court, but I, I, just, I need I need I need time I need time. <laughs> I had that on for okay, like half a year. That's fine. It's like we must talk. Whatever you feel like it. There's no. I don't know what to say about it. There's no schedule. But like it's been like on my timer, unedited. It's been an hour and ten what? minutes. Uh, so it must be an hour and six maybe. I think we're okay for this week. For this week of relaxing engagement. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully you didn't complain. Complain too much. I no, man. Know. I think we just expressed. Yeah. 
And I have to say, the podcast really, I, I have to be thankful for this because it actually helped me talk better, I think. I think it improved my yeah, speech. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I used to just go, and now I can explain something and it's great and I love it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thank you. Um. Are there any interesting links? Oh yeah, movie that movie, night movie. I'm working on it, so hopefully, hopefully we'll have. I just wanted to say this because it's March already, and I thought I would be. I know. I thought I'd be in a little higher. The nature of these projects is that they feel like let's do it now, and then you realize like oh it's already March. Well. Honestly, it would help if there was a studio going, do it now. <laughs> well, and it would help if the studio was paying for it and they would be like, do it now, we need this film. It would right? be great if the studio was like, you know, I was just on the phone with uh, you know, McGregor, he's excited. We're yeah. all excited. And it's like, well, I better go for it. I know. Yeah. That must be really fun, though, like in terms of if you were uh, in that kind of environment where it's like, yeah, let's do it. It's like, we have the money. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's the we best bit because if you think about it, you know, there's like a budget actually for what you're trying to do. Yeah, it's great. That's great. We're just stalling. I wonder. I wonder if you're in the industry, and if you're doing a film, a major studio film. It seems to me like uh, directors seem to have a little more freedom than people making records for major labels. Because I always hear stories from some bands talking about how they well, involve the studio and the producer wanting this, wanting hits. Right, like okay. Um, it depends on the label, of course. It's not like every label does this. But there are some times where bands get signed into a uh, deal and let's say they have like, you know, to make five albums, right? Yeah. And the first year is good and the second year, oh no, we have to do this and there's demands and things like that. So it's not the best sometimes relationship between the label and the band. Yes. Right? But I get the impression that in film studios, it's like, you can kind of tell them, oh, we're working on it, we're doing this, we're doing this, and you do something else, and suddenly you show them it's fine. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I think what you're comparing is, I hate saying Apples this. Apples and oranges? Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. saying that, but it is true so. because that's just the way these businesses developed, because yeah. they are separate. Yeah, I know, that's true. That's they true. might be both media businesses, they both have similar things, and it feels like they should be the same, but for some stupid reason, they're not. And it's just because they just developed separately. I think you're right, I think you're right. And... I've known more about the movie industry, you probably know more about the music industry, to, you know, notice that they've they've really like this movie studios developed from based on the successes of these films that were coming out like right now, that they started being very afraid of those things, like Star Wars. What is this? We don't want to do it, mm-hmm. right? And then being conservative about it. And then the power being in the producer's hands more creatively and, you know, authoritatively back in the old studio system. And now yeah. look at us. Look at it. The producer is now just the man to make it happen. He does obviously have creative and, uh, you know, like, and managerial <laughs> That's right. Managerial. Uh, decisions and opinions on things, and people listen to it. But it's not that he was the producer that was in the best. So now that turned into the director, and then now the director is able to be the producer slash director. Yeah. And um, it seems that for studios, it's it feels like they just give you the money for it, and then they trust Cash, these... they just hand it over to you. Just, just here's well, a big pile of money. Well, that's the thing. They don't. Remember, <laughs> like, kidding, they, you know. like, when you're in pre-production, and you're, like, months and months into yeah, it, no, and I'm you're kidding, starting, I'm to, starting to, you know, start production, it's like... We don't. We didn't. We didn't get any word from the studio. Yet. I mean, there's, dude, there's there's so, <laughs> there's so many inside complications. Exactly. It's exactly. Not even like we have no clue in terms of. Mm. But yeah, what but the I think are. I think that's just because they they they're different. They're just different. 
I think you're right. And it has nothing to do with anything whatsoever. It's just simply that it's different. It's the system, a different system. Yeah. And it's not because it works for the music industry. It's just because that's how it is. Exactly. And that's how it developed, like you said. Yeah. That's a good point. It's true. And that concludes our speaking talking. Our speaking talking talk. Would you like to hear more of the lore (laughs) of Phil and Jake in conversation? Well, join us on our Facebook page. And tune in next time. Yes. The franchise expands. The franchise expands. To new frontiers. Epic. Ooh. Call to John. Uh. <laughs> uh. Here we go. Yes. Ooh, mama. Don't, don't touch it.